welcome to our podcast, Manage Your Money God's Way. Presented by Compass Catholic Ministries, our mission is to teach you what the Bible tells us are the best practices for handling money. In the Bible, you'll come across over 2,500 verses that deal specifically God's plan for us and how we should be handling the treasures that he has given us. And we teach these principles in our small group Bible study called Faith and Money Matters. You can learn more by going to compasscatholic.org. Just click on Books and Studies and take a look at Faith and Money Matters. My name is Steve Holbrook, and with me, the co-founders of Compass Catholic Ministries, John and Evelyn Bean. Now, here's a question for you. When was the last time you challenged your expenses? You know, it's fairly easy to get into a spending rut and take your expenses for granted, correct? And one of the best ways, and I I have to say the quickest way to save money and to cut expenses is to look at every expense that you have and which can either be lowered or eliminated. That goes for both large expenses and small expenses. You know, some people think that the only way to save is to make massive spending cuts. And that's good, but other people think that the best way to save is to make a whole bunch of little small changes. And that works too. They both work, Evelyn. They do, and we think they should do both, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason why you can't analyze and adjust the big expenses and the little ones, right? Absolutely. So we've got a list of what you might consider if you're trying to cut your expenses. We're just going to call it quit spending money on stuff you're not using. It's easier than ever to rack up monthly subscription bills since so many products and services nowadays offer monthly plans that are done online, and you just give them a credit card and it keeps going, right? Especially a lot of the software now. You know, you don't buy the software and and get it to get a new version of it every year and a half or two years or something like that. And you pay monthly and then they just automatically update it whenever it needs to be updated. You know, those things pile up. You know, you're building a sandcastle. You keep pouring sand on the hole and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. (laughs) So we suggest that you go through your bank and your credit card statements and review your subscriptions and all those automated payments immediately. So if you're paying for a gym membership and you never go to the gym quit it. If you're getting magazines you never read, stop. If you're paying for software you're not using, cut the payment out. I would love to know how much goes towards gym membership. That's not used? That's never used. I think a lot of people sign up for gym memberships that they never use. Well, and didn't you tell me, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, I think, we have silver sneakers as part of our uh, Medicare stuff now. And, you know, that's free. And you go down to the Y and you can join. It doesn't cost you anything. But uh, I thought you told me that if you don't use it in like two months or three months or something, they cancel it. And I was talking to someone at the Y about that. I said, this is a great deal for you guys. I said, people are going to sign up and forget they have the membership, but you're going to rake in the money. They said, no, after a certain period of time, Medicare will cancel your membership because you're inactive. Oh, well, that's probably a good thing to do. And she didn't know what that time period, whether it's a month, two months, six months. So Medicare is better at managing expenses than people are, which is really scary. (laughs) Yeah, when you think about all the, well, never mind. That's a different show. (laughs) (laughs) All right, John, what's number two? Well, I think you should use a list when you shop. You know, if you're going to the grocery store when you're hungry... Well, first of all, you're going to find lots of stuff to buy. I mean, I don't even have to be hungry and I can find (laughs) stuff I want to buy. But 
when you by the time you get home, those items probably weren't such a good choice. You know, they sound really good at the time, mouth watering, but uh, you know, you could be just wasting money, and you don't need to spend money buying things that you're not going to eat or you're not going to use. And before you go to the grocery store, make a list of the things that you're going to uh, need to purchase that. It, you know, we'll go into the meals that you're going to have for the next six or seven days. You know, and I think the same thing helps when you're going to any store, whether you're shopping for clothes or you're getting um, stuff at the big box store or you're looking for toiletries. As long as you have a list, you're much more controlled on your spending. You know, just because you're wandering around and looking at stuff to buy, you think you're going to buy a whole bunch of stuff, Evelyn? Well, I think the more you look, the more you buy. <laughs> I'm guilty of that today. Audrey sent me to the store for one item, and I bought beef jerky. I never buy beef jerky. <laughs> I saw this bag of beef jerky, and I thought to myself, gee, I never had beef jerky. I'd like to try that. And I can't. When I got in the car, I thought to myself, what the? <laughs> what am I doing with beef jerky? <laughs> I'm going to ask you every week on the show if you've eaten that beef jerky yet. Is it Actually, gone? No, I stuck it in my golf bag. I figured I'll eat it on the golf course eventually. Either that or the squirrels. <laughs> you know, another thing that you can easily do to start saving money is to buy in bulk. Because most of the times, retailers will give you a much better deal on products like paper towels or toilet paper or detergent if you buy in bulk. Make sure that you understand the price per unit. For example, if you're going to buy paper towels, uh, a roll of, depending on what size and how many sheets and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think the, the way we uh, look at it is per roll of, of paper towels is, should cost us about 75 cents, right? I think so. I'll tell you what, every roll of paper, every package of paper towels has got a different measurement. Some are in square feet, some are in meters, some are in sheets, some are, (laughs) some of them are in half sheets. So it's really hard for me. But you have to, you have to kind of take a look at it. Yeah, Yeah. you got to pay attention. The same way with, uh, you know, if you're going to buy laundry detergent, you know, if you're going to buy it by the ounce or or by the uh, load, the washer load, or however you do your wash. Pick a unit of measure of the way that you do it and know how much you use. And then you can actually do comparison shopping no matter how they've got it uh, labeled. So that that's a good thing to do. If you don't do that, you might get more, pay more than you need to. Well, that's true. We've gone to um, one of the big uh, membership big box stores and uh, have priced things it was really much more expensive than the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Evelyn, would you ever consider uh, partnering with your neighbor? For example, if you're going to the big box store and considering buying certain items in bulk. Um, Well, we usually only buy non-perishables there because the perishables are way too big for us just having a two-person family. In fact, I've gotten down to the point where we only grocery shop every twice a week because we only buy enough to feed us for a couple of days because we have such a flexible schedule that we're never sure when we're home or not home. So um, we were wasting a lot of money by shopping too far in advance. So we've cut back to doing shopping as needed. And I don't buy what I don't need because I take a list. Uh, Another thing that you can do is to be environmentally sensitive uh, when you're making your purchases. And there's a lot of ways to to be conscious of the environment. Uh, For example, light bulbs. 
light bulbs come in about three or four different varieties now besides all the different bulbs and all that kind of stuff but the traditional uh, incandescent bulbs uh, there's CFL bulbs there's LED bulbs you need to figure out which ones are going to work best for you the the in- traditional old style Edison invented light bulbs are really expensive to operate but if you were to buy a CFL bulb which uses about a quarter of the energy of an incandescent bulb. They last for years, and they're probably the cheapest option that you can get. But, you know, there's some negatives to them, too. They don't uh, uh, come on full bright as soon as you hit the switch. They have to warm up. And they do have some small amounts of mercury. But uh, if you went to an LED bulb, they come on instantaneously but they're a little bit more expensive but the great thing about both of these kinds of bulbs is uh, they last quite a bit longer than an incandescent bulb they're more expensive to start with but you don't have to replace the whole house all at once you could do a room at a time or something like that and, and well and you need to look at cost versus price you know the cost of using it over a long period of time is much different than the price you pay when you buy it And I think that's where a lot of people get confused. How about water bottles? You know, it cracks me up these days. People are running around buying stainless steel straws so we don't put plastic straws into the environment, which is a great thing to do. There's nothing wrong with keeping straws out of the environment. But those same people put four or five cartons or um, containers full of plastic into their trash every week because they're buying water bottles. But water bottles are much more harmful to the environment than plastic straws. And if you look at the packaging on the water carefully, it's usually from some other city's water source. So, you know, you know just drink your own water, people. You know? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Or buy a whole house water filter or one of those pitchers that have a, an embedded water filter in it. But I just hate taking a walk in the evening in our neighborhood and seeing all those water bottles out for the garbage men. You know, another thing, Evelyn, is that... Uh... You can spend money to save money. All right. Okay, that sounds like an oxymoron. How, how does that work? Well, you know, we don't encourage anybody to spend money unnecessarily, but there are times when maybe a large purchase will save money over the long term. Maybe you need to replace a single pane or uh, old windows with a double pane insulated window to save money on your heating or cooling. Or maybe you need to add insulation in the attic to help keep the house cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. You know, we made a large purchase a couple of years ago when we put solar panels on the house, but we reduced our uh, electric bill significantly. And uh, it'll pay back. It's going to take a while, but in about seven years, it'll pay itself back. And then we'll just be minting money off of our electric oh minting money sounds like fun doesn't it steve <laughs> yeah just let me know when the minting press is running i'll i'll be over you're listening to manage your money god's way presented by compass catholic ministries one of the areas our ministry can help you is to show you the best practices for handling money our goal is to help you eliminate your debt altogether and continue to live a debt-free life it doesn't matter how small or how large 
that it may be. We have more information at compasscatholic.org. Well, today we are challenging you to challenge your expenses. Look at how you're spending your money. Where can you cut back or even eliminate? John, one of the big areas to challenge is your daily purchases. And one of those items that leads the list is what? Smoking. Smoking's bad for your health, and it costs you and your family a fortune. Just in the cigarettes, not to even get into what it costs from a, a medical standpoint. Smoking a, one pack of cigarettes a day costs you over $2,000 a year. God, that's huge. That's a really nice vacation. Audrey and I worked with a couple that went through two and a half cartons a week. Oh my gosh. A week. So what, two and a half is what, 20? Uh, per... No, it's more like 10 packs of cigarettes in a carton. And if I remember correctly, they were paying close to $30, $32 per carton. And they were both honest. They said it's going to be tough to quit. So we'd asked them, try generic. Can yeah. we cut back to generic? And then they tasted so bad they quit smoking, right? <laughs> no, it didn't quite happen that way. Well, you know, there's plenty of techniques uh, in order to quit smoking, but it all comes down to your dedication to cut to habit and your ability to overcome the, um, the temptation. Temptation. Well, no, no, no. It's 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 more not. It's a temptation, sure, but uh, you know, it's addictive. I think. Oh, it's very addictive. Oh, you know, yeah. so you gotta you gotta be able to get over that addiction and. You know, to, if you can come up with a plan to, and have family and friends to keep you accountable, then, you know, that then it's a good thing. You can make a good thing out of it. You'll be much more likely to succeed. What right. about the addiction to fancy coffee every day? Well, that's that, huge, too. That, that's that's pretty huge. Uh, you know, that can cost you anywhere from 3 to, I guess, close to $7 a cup, mm-hmm. depending on how fancy you get it. So, um, you know, that's 25 to 30 bucks a week times 52 weeks. You're $1,300, $1,400. But I also look at not just the cup of coffee, but those that buy the uh, like a, a half a pound or a pound of imported coffee in the cost of bean or ground at stores. I mean, it's, it's shocking. I don't go grocery shopping a lot, but when I've had to go out and look for coffee and you look at the variety of prices... I was pretty surprised just how expensive coffee can be. It can be as expensive as you want it to be. (laughs) (laughs) But even if you buy the fancy coffee beans, it's still going to be cheaper than stopping at the coffee store. See, I enjoy a cup of coffee, but I'm not an aficionado of the coffee bean. So... To me, it, it is a waste of money stopping at a, uh, a gourmet coffee shop for a cup of coffee when something at home serves the purpose. That's because your wife's buying the gourmet coffee and slipping it in behind your back. She's, <laughs> doing, she's doing that to get even with the, uh, with the uh, what is it, what'd you buy? Beef jerky. The beef jerky. <laughs> and she told me that can was rusted when she brought it home. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you're making coffee at home and you've got a travel mug to take it to work, the coffee's going to cost you about fifty to twenty-seven cents. I mean, that's, okay, okay. that's nothing compared to right. five to seven dollars for a cup of coffee. So, um, you know, even when you invest in a nice travel mug, you're still going to be a, be a lot cheaper than not going to the fancy coffee store. Yeah, and for those that buy that, if they do the math on how much you're actually spending each week, it is that's like a vacation. Yeah. If they can cut, even if they can cut half their trips to the coffee, uh, the coffee places. 
It's, but that's that's where most people make the mistake is, oh, it's just a couple dollars a day. And you don't look at the week, yeah. the month, the year, the years mm-hmm. that you do that. Because it does add up over time. What about dining out? How about deals on dining out? You know, it can be really expensive. I was out of town last week on ministry business. And I'm very proud to say out of the four dinners that I purchased, the most expensive dinner that I got was less than $15. That's not bad. And I got that at the grocery store. <laughs> How did you get dinner at the grocery store? <laughs> I bought a grinder and uh, a little dessert. Oh, a little dessert too, yeah, huh? I yeah. didn't hear about the dessert now. He's so, coming clean here. Everybody's c- confessing something. I, have, I need to think of something to confess today. <laughs> but, you know, when you go out to eat, you can spend, a, depending on the restaurant and stuff like that, uh, you know, you can spend a ton of money. And you and it's I mean it's it's really getting pretty hard to find a meal in a normal restaurant for that you can get, walk out for less than twenty five dollars. What I can't believe is how so many young families are in restaurants. You know, I I don't know about you guys, but when we were growing up, we went to restaurants one time during the week when we were on vacation. Other than that, my mom cooked at home. Mm-hmm. That was the same here. You we uh, we went out to eat at the, at the end of school year and uh, at the beginning of school year, and that was it. I can remember when uh, when I was growing up that we wouldn't go out to eat. Once in a blue moon, we would stop at McDonald's. Typically, my grandmother took us there. And then when my other grandparents came, we would go out for brunch after church. And uh, that was always a big deal because it was an all-you-can-eat brunch. I bet you dived into that. Well, I tell you, I could eat then. (laughs) But Evelyn, I mean, what do you do with a young, with with any family or anybody that's used to going out once, twice, three times a week? I mean, how do you make that change in the habit? Well, it has to be conscious. I mean, you have to make plans, maybe involve the rest of the family, maybe take turns, husband and wife cooking. Maybe if the kids are a little bit older, assign them a meal to make. Mm -hmm. What better way to teach them how to cook and be productive than to have them help you make dinner? And I understand because with two incomes in the family, both are working. The last thing they want to do when they get home is spend time in the kitchen cooking. It's easier to pick food up on the way home or just let's pack the kids in the car and go out to eat. Yeah, but oh, wow, that's so much money. And that's another thing you don't add up. Mm-hmm. You oh, know? I agree. Yeah. I mean, you work with couples and we do too. And the food uh, items, they have no idea how much they're spending. Uh, when you add it up, they have an idea what mm-hmm. each meal costs. But over the course of a year, how much did you spend in dining out? Yeah, They never have any idea until we start looking through the credit cards. Yeah. And, and we know somebody that uh, with a family of five keeps their grocery bill to $300 a month. That's their entire grocery bill. Groceries and eating out. I don't think not, they eat out. I don't think they oh, eat out. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I really don't. All right. But uh, that's remarkable. Now, she spends a lot of time making stuff. I mean, she makes her own... Uh, granola. Granola and that, and that kind of stuff. And, and uh, that she does a lot more than I would ever want to do. Mm-hmm. Evelyn and I have started finding recipes and cooking new recipes to make dinner a little bit more enjoyable from the standpoint of you're not eating the same hamburgers and beans every night kind Mm -hmm. of a thing, you know. So in other words, John was tired of my cooking, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine with me. I'm done. (laughs) That's not true. And, And to be perfectly honest, I could eat hamburger and beans and Spanish rice 
you know, two or three nights a week. But but uh, I, I think it's been kind of fun to find new recipes and try them out. And, and we found some that are really good. And we found others that weren't. Well, <laughs> those were nights we should have eaten out, maybe. <laughs> now, we look at each other halfway through dinner and say, well, do we want to make this again? Uh, I'll send you one after the show on spicy chocolate chicken. But you can also find deals if you're really looking at some of the local restaurants. Like Chili's has a three for me, $10, an appetizer and a dessert and an entree for $10. Now, it might not be something you want to eat, but, you know, if you can pay attention to deals like that, it makes a big difference in how much you're spending. Well, and Outback has a uh, walkabout Wednesday where you can get steak or chicken and fries and a drink for $11. And Applebee's has a two for 20 where you get two salads or an appetizer as well as two main meals and sides for 20 bucks um, olive gardens always has unlimited soup salad and breadsticks um, as long as you skip the breadsticks it's really healthy <laughs> the bottom line look for those deals yeah. if you're going to go out spend 10 minutes searching for who has specials on tonight that we want to eat mm-hmm. and you know the other thing that i'm really becoming aware of Um, is that we eat so much. Our meals have such large helpings. And it's not just at home. It's in the restaurants, too. And we don't need to eat that much. And so that's why I was, you know, last week I was able to get, you know, three of the meals I ate were like $10, $11. And I had plenty to eat. So... Um, I think that in addition to watching the money, if we watched how much we ate, we would lower our grocery bill and become healthier in the process. Two for one. Yeah. It's a two for one uh, deal. (laughs) Put on so much weight. What about auto insurance policies? People are always talking about cutting money on your auto insurance. Well, um, you know, the auto insurance companies are always competing to, to win our business. But if you just keep the same policy forever and ever and ever they're just going to keep increasing the rate increasing the rate increasing the rate every year and they don't have to become competitive uh, because you just keep purchasing it so i think it makes a, a lot of sense to check the price of your auto policy at least every couple of years just to make sure you're not spending too much money. And also get competitive bids from other insurance companies. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. And you actually will save, I think it's around 10% or 12% if you bundle. So if you're homeowners and you're going to get new prices, uh, include your car. And yeah. the insurance company yeah. will discount you because now they're going to be insuring more of your property than just the home. And you don't necessarily have to change companies. No, but you want to see what else is out you there. You can find out what the other prices are and what you can get and make sure you're comparing apples yes, to apples. Yes. Take the the um, the cover page of your policy that has all of the, uh, um, in, the coverages and make sure you're doing apples to apples. And then you can go back to your insurance and say, hey, look. This is what I can get on the market. What will you do? And they'll probably take it back down and match it. Always a good to get a lower price, right? Yeah. 
Speaking of that, how about discounts that you can qualify for? If you belong to organizations like uh, AAA or AARP, or if your discounts come through your employer, it's really a good idea to take care of those discounts and use them as much as you can to cut your prices. An active duty military and and, uh, retired uh, military can get a 10% discount at a lot of places. And, you know, there's a lot of ways to save money there. We can go to Job chapter 8, verse 7, where it says, Though your beginning was small, your future will flourish indeed. We pray that by being a careful spender and a wise consumer, your financial future will indeed flourish. Yeah, the bottom line is be a wise spender. Take the time to look through your spending habits and really ask yourself, are there areas that I can cut back or even eliminate altogether? you'll find that you're starting to save money. If you'd like to share this show with a family member or friend, by all means, it's available on demand. Simply go to compasscatholic.org and on the homepage, scroll down to podcast and click on challenge your expenses. And before we leave you today, we do have time to answer one of the emails that we received this week. John and Evelyn, I'm thinking about a consolidation loan for some very high interest debt. Would a consolidation loan hurt my credit? Consolidation loans can be really dangerous because they give you a sense of freedom since all the smaller debts are paid off. But there's really a danger to that sense of freedom. Listen to this. 70% of those people who use a loan consolidation have all their high interest credit card debt back plus the loan consolidation debt within two years. So don't consolidate your high interest rate loans Uh, until you are disciplined enough to be making good progress towards paying down the current loans. Yes, it's dangerous to take out a consolidation loan, but not in the way you think. You've got to make sure that you've changed your spending habits. We can't stress enough the importance of managing your spending habits. If you've listened to us for any length of time, you have heard us many times talk about spending habits. And if you're serious about getting out of debt, this is step number one. Take a look at where you're spending your money. Like today's theme, challenge your expenses. Now, if you have a financial question for John and Evelyn, they would love to hear from you. Their email address is ask. A-S-K at compasscatholic.org. That's ask at compasscatholic.org. Also, if you have any comments or maybe some feedback about today's show, or maybe you have a suggestion on a topic that you would like to hear us discuss, we are open for your suggestions. That email address is info at compasscatholic.org. For John and Evelyn Bean, we want to thank you so much for taking the time to download and listen to our podcast. We have a brand new one that's available each and every Wednesday morning. Simply go to compasscatholic.org, scroll down on the homepage, and click on podcast. You're listening to Manage Your Money God's Way, and we're from Compass Catholic Ministries. Compass Catholic Ministries.